0: my heart uh, a couple of weeks ago as we were preparing to come and, and I just, I will, I'll try not to keep you too long, amen, I'm not as long winded as your pastor, no, I, I love brother Jacob, amen, and I, I've learned a lot from him and I appreciate him and, and uh, his ministry and this church here and I just love every time we come to see new faces, old faces, familiar faces, amen, and everything that God's doing at Victory Temple. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter number 20. We're going to start in verse number one. We're going to skip around a few scriptures here. But I want to preach for just a few minutes, if I can, uh, on something God laid on my heart. This might be a saying that you have said, or or maybe someone has said it to you, or maybe you've heard it. And sometimes uh, it's in a context where maybe you're not being so nice, or something of that sort. And and we're going to kind of be that way this morning because we fight a mighty adversary, amen. We fight a, a devil that's good at his job, but aren't you glad that this morning, though he is powerful, he is mighty, he's not as mighty as our God, amen. He's not stronger than the God that we serve this morning. I want to preach to you for a little while. It's him or me. It's him. Or me? You ever said that before? Well, it's, it's going to be him or me. It's either them or me. It's either that or it's me. You know, it, you got to make a choice of what it's going to be. So for a little while, I want to preach that. Second Samuel chapter 20, verse number what says, and there happened to be there a man of Belial whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri of Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet and said, we have no part in David, neither have we an in inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tent, so Israel, so every man of Israel, went up from after David and followed Sheba the son of Bichri. But the man of Judah clave unto their king, from Jordan even to Jerusalem." Verse number 6, And David said unto Abishai, Now shall Sheba, the son of Bichri, do us more harm? Then did Absalom take thou thy Lord's servants and pursue after him, lest he get in fenced cities and escape us. And there went out after him Joab's men and the Cherethites and the Pelethites and all the mighty men. And they went out of Jerusalem to pursue after Sheba, the son of Bichri. Then skip down to verse number 15. And they came and besieged him in Abel of Bethlehemachah. And they cast up a bank against the city, and it stood in the trench, and all the people that were there with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Hear, hear, say I pray you unto Joab, Come here hither, that I may speak with thee. And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Art thou Joab? And he answered, I am he. Then she said unto him, Hear the words of thine handmaid. And he answered, I do hear. Then she spake, saying, They were wont to speak in old times, saying, They shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so they ended the matter. I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why wilt thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? Listen. And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba the son of Bichri, by name, had lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. Then the woman went up unto the people, into her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bichri, and cast it out to Joab. And he blew a trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent. And Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit this morning. I pray you to anoint me, God, this morning to speak nothing more and nothing less than what you desire. God, Lord, move in every heart and every life. Let us leave this place revived and renewed in our spirits. We give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. It's In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated with the help of the Lord. As I said, I am aware of the time, and I will try not to keep you too long so your chicken doesn't burn or pot roast, whatever you got planned. Amen. Uh, But if you'll give me just a few moments, I I want to speak to the church here this morning. Now, uh, a pastor didn't call me. I always try to say this. Uh, I joked with him when we talked on Saturday and I said, "Now, uh, what do I need to preach on? What, what are some things I need to touch on while pastor's gone and that, that you that you don't want?" And he said, "Oh no, no, just follow the Lord." So, he hasn't told me anything about anybody. So, if anything is said this morning, I promise it's not me, it's not pastor, it's the Lord, amen, so just let him speak to you this morning. But I want to preach for a little while about that thought, it's him or it's me. Now there's been a few times uh, that I've worked a job, I was a plumber for years and still working in the, the plumbing industry some, and, and there was a, a few times on a job, Brother Corey, that I worked with some gentlemen and, I, and I, it just didn't seem they had the same work ethic that I had, but we got the same pay and, and that wasn't fair. And I remember, uh, I remember walking into my boss's one day and saying this to him, brother. And we walked in, and I'd been working all day, and, and I'd been using the shovel and digging and all this. Well, the other guy that was around the same position, he was there, and he was in the office most of the day, and he got the easy jobs. And I just, I was frustrated. I was angry. I let the flesh get a little a hold of me, brother Ringo. And I walked in, and I said, look, it's him or it's me, Okay we got to figure something out here. We're getting paid the same, but I'm carrying the load. So we've got to make a choice this morning uh, which one it's going to be. And today, I believe that there's some of us here today that it's time uh, we make a choice. There's some things. There's some situations. Uh, there's some circumstances, some problems uh, in our life. And God is saying this morning uh, that I cannot abide where those things are. Uh, I cannot dwell where those things are. Uh, but today, I believe that there's a church here this morning. Uh, there's a people that are willing to say, uh, well, it's going to be one of us that lead this place today. It's going to be one of us to go back home And it's going to be that thing It's going to be the enemy Or it's going to be me And I've got to make up in my heart today If I'm going to fight this adversary If I'm going to fight this one that's come against me in my home And if I'm going to take the stand that I need to take Or allow him to destroy me Because ultimately that's our decision today Will we take the stand or will we allow ourselves uh, to be destroyed? Now Sheba, we've got to look at this and give you a little context, a little backstory of who Sheba was. Uh, Sheba was a man Now we know that uh, Absalom rose up against King David and he began to come against David and and all the things that David was building up and and he wanted to take over as king of Israel. And he tried to overthrow his father and got several that followed after him and, and they were trying to overthrow David in this. Well, we know the story as Absalom was killed and, and David prevailed in this situation. Well, all of a sudden this man named Sheba began to rise up. And he loved Saul. He loved Absalom. He loved all of them. And he had no part to do with David. And if you read a few chapters ahead, Sheba came out as the king. And all of his men and his chariots were passing by. And Sheba came out from the woods. And he began to throw rocks at David and, and the ones that were with him. He began to curse him. And he began to call him a bloody man of law, Which simply means not of God. Or something that is against God. And he began to throw rocks and curse him. And begin to call everyone to come against David. Don't follow David. Don't live for him. Don't allow him to be your king. But come against him. Follow me. Amen. Well we know that some ended up going. If you read in the scripture. That they ended up going with Sheba. But as, as David was speaking. He said something in the text that we read. And he said, this man Sheba will cause more harm than Absalom ever did. Now this morning, I don't know all of you, but I know a lot of you. Amen. And I know some of you a little better than others. And some of you, I don't know at all. Amen. Lucky for you. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. But I I believe that I'm looking out this morning. I don't know if there are visitors. If you're a visitor here, praise God, welcome. Come back when Pastor Smith is here. You'll love him. Amen. He's wonderful. I'll promote that. He's watching on live stream probably, so I'll promote him. Amen. But but this morning, I believe that I'm speaking as the majority to the church. Amen. I hope and I pray that every single one of you in here this morning are saved, are living for God. Amen. Have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and He is the Lord of your life, and you have been delivered delivered from things in your life. Maybe it was drugs. Maybe it was alcohol. Maybe you were delivered from promiscuity. Maybe you were delivered uh, out of a life of bondage of all different other kinds of things. Maybe God's delivered you from depression, anxiety, uh, uh, other different kind of situations uh, that you've been in. And those things were detrimental to your life uh, at the time that you were battling them. They were, they were detrimental to you. They, they, they seek to destroy you. They seek to ruin you. Uh, but can I tell you that when we come to know the Lord, uh, the battles do not stop. Amen? The battles do not stop. Now this morning there was a time in my life where I was bound uh, by some of those things that I just mentioned. uh, And today I have no desire. Someone can come to me with alcohol. They can come to me with tobacco. They can come to me uh, with all different kind of things. uh, And the the struggles that I used to have, Sister Haley, uh, as a young man. And they don't bother me anymore. I can sit there and I can can be beside someone that is doing that. uh, And I have no desire to reach over and partake uh, in what they have. But can I tell you this morning that the devil will come at you with different things amen he will come to your life with other situations he will come to you with new battles as he knows i can't destroy you with that anymore i can't pull you away from god with that anymore because you've been delivered You've been set free from that bondage. So I want to remind you this morning that the battles do not stop just because we come to know the Lord. But the good news is is when we come to know Him, we're not fighting alone, amen. We're not fighting the battle by ourselves. We're not trying to kick the habit on our own. But we have a mighty King of glory that's worthy of praise and honor that's fighting for you and I today. David said he'll cause more harm. Than even Absalom did. Can I tell you today that I I look, and I've been in church most of my life. For those of you that don't know, Brother Jacob was my youth pastor from the time I was about 14 until about 17 in that span. And and he's probably got a lot of stories. Don't believe a word that he says, okay? Not one word. But I've been in church most of my life. Uh, Basically all of my life I went to church. Let me rephrase that. I went to church. All of my life, I, I attended church here for about five, six years after I graduated high school. My wife grew up in this church, and, and all you know, so I, I've been around church. I, I have been, and I've come to know, and I've seen some, and there's this term now, and I, I never used it before, but I've started to use it. I've been churched. So, so you know, like, there are say, if there are any of you here this morning that did not grow up in church, especially a Pentecostal church, you know that there's sometimes when people say some terms, you're like, what are they talking about? What do they mean? Well, what are they? You know, there's some of the things that just, I mean, I just say it and I'm like, oh, well, that's what I've heard my whole life. I grew up Pentecostal, you know. I'm, you, need, you need a breakthrough. What's a breakthrough? What are you talking about? Pray through. What do you mean pray through? But but I've come to know that there are some that, that haven't been raised in church and, and they haven't been in that way. But can I tell you today that I've seen a lot of folks, I'm going somewhere with this, uh, I've seen a lot of folks that have come through. I have some friends this morning I grew up with in the youth group that Brother Jacob uh, was with us there, and some friends that were in this youth group at Victory Temple here with us. And today uh, I don't know where they are. I know some of them are not living for God. I know some of them have gotten away from God, but I have come to know something uh, and I've seen it that some Someone who comes to know the Lord, someone who is delivered from the bondage of sin and they get freedom from that life. If the enemy comes in and begins to pull them back away from the house of God, there is a trend that I have noticed. And normally it's far worse than they were before they ever come to know the Lord. Their life gets totally wrecked by sin. And I hate that. It, it, it burdens my heart to see young people I grew up with in the state that they're in. And At one time, they were called to preach. At one time, they did preach. They sang in the choir. They did different things for the Lord. They were on fire for God. They, they felt a desire. But can I tell you, as David said this, that Sheba will cause more harm. Today, there is an enemy out there that desires to destroy Victory Temple. Amen. There is an enemy out there. God is doing great things in this church. God is building up some great things. And many of you have been delivered. Many of you have been saved. But can I tell you there is an enemy that desires to destroy everything that God has done and is doing in this church. Because he's afraid of what can happen in Beaumont, Texas. When you get a church on fire for God. And you get young people. You get adults. You get moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas that ain't afraid to say sin is sin. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And declare the name of Jesus. Then the enemy's afraid of that. the devil's afraid of that so he causes some Sheba's to rise up Sheba went on about his way he ran away from this place and we find in the story that we come to in this account that Abel runs to a walled city and he becomes a fugitive Abel unbeknownst to them allowed this fugitive to come into their walled gates allowed him to come in to their cities, and they are now harboring a fugitive that is Belial, which is simply against God. And I wonder this morning, how many of us today are harboring things that are against God? Now, I'm, I'm transparent. Those of you that have never heard me preach, those of you that don't know me, I, when I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. Amen. I I am open about my testimony. I'm not ashamed. I'm ashamed of things I did in my past, but I'm not ashamed to tell you because God delivered me from it. Amen. But there are some of us, and I wonder this morning how many are harboring fugitives that are against God in our life, harboring things in our heart that are against God, harboring things in our life uh, that are against God. This morning, you might be seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, and wondering, why have I not been filled? Uh, search your heart, search your life. Uh, the spirit cannot dwell where the flesh dwells. Amen. You might be seeking deliverance from things in your life. Uh, search your heart. Amen. Is there things that I need to rid myself of? Uh, many years ago, as I was attending the church here, God placed on my heart uh, to come to the school of Christ. Brother Clendenin was doing it right here at the church one of the last times uh, that he did it, and I have the opportunity to come, uh, and I was lost. I was bound by sin. Uh, I just God spoke to me, and and I said, I'm going to take the time away. I'm going to take a layoff from work, and I'm going to go through that three-week school of Christ, uh, and I'm going to get back right with God. And I came, and I've shared this testimony probably here, but for two weeks, Brother Corey, he was there. That's where I met him. That's where he met her. Lord help him. (laughs) For two weeks, every morning, if you're the new brother Clinton and you better be at prayer meeting. Amen, Sister Brenda? Because if you wasn't, you're going home. You better be at prayer meeting. Well, But I'm, I'm, one of the, I'm one of the ones that live here. Do I have to be there that early? Yeah, you you got to be an example. You better be here earlier than they are. So we was here every morning. Six o'clock, we'd come in here, prayer meeting. We'd start those classes. We'd go all day long. And I mean prayer, prayer, prayer all day long. And I, I sat, I believe, right on one of these two pews every service. Tears would just pour down my face. Just cry out to the Lord, let me feel your presence. Let me feel your presence, Lord. Let me, it's been so long, just let me feel your presence. It's been so long, God, I need you in my life. Nothing. Two weeks. Nothing. Nothing. And I just would pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And it was because I was harboring some fugitives in my life. Went to Brother clinton and he helped me talk through. And, and God, as I begin to allow things uh, to get out of my life, as I begin to put things uh, aside that were in my life that I knew didn't need to be there, things that I needed to rid myself of, uh, the Spirit of the Lord began to come back. Uh, God began to work in my life. Uh, but I wonder this morning how many of us, uh, how many of us this morning are allowing things to come in between God uh, and the things that God desires for us? Uh, we see here that Asheba as went to this place, uh, he went into this walled city. Uh, he went into this place uh, where they had no idea. Now, can you imagine this morning? Look at this with me. As, 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 the, people of, uh, as the people of the city were there as Abel, they, they woke up that morning. Brother Corey, it was a regular day. Uh, they woke up. They went to work. Uh, they were going about their normal day. Uh, the women were doing their things. The men were doing their, the children were running in the streets playing. Everyone was just going about uh, a normal day, unbeknownst to them, that an enemy was fixing to walk through their gates. That someone that was detrimental to their life was fixing to come right on in, Brother Ringo. Walk right on in. As Sheba came to the wall gates, I wonder, was it a question? Who are you? Where do you come from? What are you here for? We don't know you. Why, why are you here? Did they have a questioning that they did when they, before they allowed people? I don't know. I don't read that they did, and obviously not, because Sheba came right on into the city. How would it have the story been different if they had? This morning, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, what things are we allowing into our homes without question? What things are we allowing our children, our grandchildren to enter into without question? What things are we allowing them to watch without question, to listen to without question? What friends are we allowing them to be around without question? Uh, What things are we allowing? I had the conversation the other day uh, with with my pastor and a few others, uh, and we were talking, and I've seen this kind of trend uh, that is going this way, and some of you may know, uh, but it seems nowadays, and I know this is not the problem here, I hope not, but now children run the house, not the parents. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. This is how I want to do, and the parents just seem to follow. Not in my house. Hopefully not in yours either. Amen. But, and, and well, why, why are you watching that? Well, because I want to. Your mom and dad, you know, I, I'll hear kids that I know and I know they're not allowed to listen. Your mom and daddy know you listen to that? No, they don't care. What? What things are we allowing? Listen. This is, this is true. This is, the church needs to hear this this morning. Uh, what things are we allowing to come uh, into our lives, into our homes, uh, into our places uh, without question? Had they asked the question, who are you? Where do you come? Oh, your name is Sheba? I've heard of you. Aren't you the one that's against King David? Aren't you the one that hates David? Had they had a question of what this was and they not allowed it to enter into this place, how would we read the story different? But instead, we have young people today that are bound by addictions. We have children that are facing things that they never should have faced before at a young age because parents and grandparents and leaders have not asked the question, have not stood guard at the gate questioning what are we going to do? It's going to be them or it's going to be me. Are we going to allow our children? Are we going to allow our homes to be bound by sin, by destruction? Or are we going to live for God, against God? Joab comes to the city. Joab, a mighty man of war. He had won great exploits and victories. Uh, All of a sudden, he shows up at the gate. Uh, Now, I I have a very vivid imagination, so I can see all this in my head. Uh, And I can paint the picture uh, as they're there. And this is what I envision uh, as the men are going about in these walled cities. uh, And they have guards that are up on the walls. uh, And they're walking about their day, and they're looking for trouble. uh, And all of a sudden, they see the king's guard coming. I bet excitement rose up in their hearts. Is that Joab? Joab is coming to our city? Joab is coming to see us? Oh, man, le- let's prepare feasts. Let's prepare this. Uh, let's prepare that. And as, as they begin to come in, Brother Danny, and, and they begin to uh, spread out, and all of a sudden the, the people were excited, and then they saw is that battle formations that they're forming. Why, why, why are they in their full armor? Why are they coming against our city? Why why does it look like they're ready to destroy us? It's amazing how a moment can change just like that. It's amazing how a life can change in a moment when the enemy comes in, when we allow things in our life. It's amazing how we'll lay down our guard and allow the enemy to come in. But God is looking for a church. God is looking for a people that's willing to say, No, I'm willing to stand and say it's gonna be him. Or it's going to be me and I'm not going to let the devil win. I won't let him have my children. I won't let him have my church. I won't let him have my family. I won't. If we don't stand church, who will? If we don't have a voice, who will? As Joab began to make his battle formations and he began to prepare to come against his city. Can I remind you this morning that in this, Joab did not want to destroy Abel. He did not. He loved Abel. Just as God loves us. And he gives us chance after chance and opportunity after opportunity. I wonder sometimes and I think about it. When we stand before the Lord on that great judgment day, there are many that talk different (coughs) ways they feel it's going to be. And I've seen different movies and I've seen different plays and skits and different things of how they feel it's going to be. But one of the things that always, I guess, because I'm still young or whatever, kind of rolls through my mind is like, and I know it's not going to be this way, a big screen is going to be up there. And it's going to play all the things in my life. Now, I plan on going to heaven and him saying, enter in my good and faithful servant. So this ain't going to happen to me. Amen. But I wonder, I wonder when those that stand before me, they say, but Lord, but Lord, I cast out devils in your name. But, Lord, I I preached for you. Lord, I sang on the platform. I played an instrument, Lord. Uh, But, but God, I I did this. I paid my tithes every Sunday. But, God, I went to church every service, and I supported missions, uh, and I did this, and I did And God says, yes, you did all of that. But you didn't know me. I didn't know you. But, Lord, all the things that I did. All the great things that I did. And I I started to think. And I started to think about that screen. For some reason I kept seeing that as I was praying this morning. I, I kept seeing that screen. And I wondered. All the times that we had the opportunity. Every time in a church service like this morning. When the spirit of God was moving. And the opportunity was there. But God shows us the screen. Not today Lord. I'm not calling out anybody that I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying this morning. How many times do we let the presence of God pass right on by us? Not today, Lord. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm weary. I'm depressed, I'm facing this, I'm facing that. How many times do we allow that to pass by? And I wonder if God's going to remind us of all the times, of all the opportunities that we had to say no, of all the opportunities that we had, and all the things that we allowed to come by. I wonder if every time that she becomes walking through the gates of that city, if we're going to see that that time, that right there was detrimental to your life. That right there is where the downfall was. I wonder how many in this city wanted to keep Sheba. Think about that. As Joab came and he's talking with this woman and she says, uh, I'm one of the ones of old who we would meet peaceably and we would talk through things. Uh, He said, I'm just here for Sheba. That's all that I want. That's all that I need this morning. I need that removed from there. But how many wanted to keep Sheba? Think about that. How many said, no, it's not fair, it's not right, it's not this, it's not our place, it's not this, I don't want them to hate me. Mom and Dad, uh, I ask you this morning, what is worth your child's soul? What is worth their eternity this morning? Uh, I don't know why God placed this on my heart, uh, but I woke up early this morning and I could not get away from this. uh, And I jotted this down as God woke me up. I have four children uh, and God woke me up this morning and said, what is worth your children's soul? What is worth their soul? For over a hundred years, Brother Corey Noah built that ark. Over a hundred years, he preached there's a flood coming. There's a day coming. You need to prepare yourself. You need to prepare your home. You need to prepare your life. For a hundred years, he built. They had the opportunity. They had the, the privilege of hearing it. They had every chance that they had. Sister Laura, I wonder how many that morning as the rain began to fall. How many moms and dads got up that morning and said, come on, we've got to make it. Come on, grab their babies, grab their wives, uh, grab their family. And they ran and they ran trying to make it before the flood uh, came, trying to make it. But they made it to find that the door was already shut. What is worth your children's souls? Are we looking at what we allow to enter in? are we asking the questions? Are we looking at the things this morning? Are we allowing Sheba to just walk right into our homes? Are we allowing Sheba to just come right on into our lives? Amen. The devil would love this morning for us to just give him and let Sheba live there. He would love for us just to allow the things to continue on because it's easier. Amen. It's easier to not fight against it. Maybe you'll win this battle. Your walls are high. Your doors are strong. Maybe you'll win this one. But can I tell you this morning, it'll get harder and harder to fight against God's will. It'll get more difficult and more miserable and more frustrating to fight against God instead of just giving it over. Just give it to Him. Several years ago Brother Jacob came to Truth Camp. We were there in Lufkin. I want to say it was our last year in Lufkin. And he preached. I was working at a little plumbing supply place there in Livingston. And God had been dealing with my life, and, and I knew we had just went through a, a terrible situation in our home. We had lost a baby, and, and then uh, we had Logan, and Logan was, we didn't know if Logan was going to make it, and Logan made it, and all of his difficulties in his life, and, and all this. And we, I was in a, I'm not a depressed kind of person. I'm a happy, you know, I, I'm the annoying person that if you're in a bad mood, it's going to be like, hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> If I know you don't like me, I'm going to bug you until you like me. That's me, okay? I'm not a depressed kind of person. That's just not who I am. But I got into a deep depression, and I just started to be miserable. And, I, I, yeah, we had been through those things, but that wasn't, it wasn't because of that. You know, God had helped us. He gave us strength. He, he gave me peace in my heart about all that. But I just started to get in this deep depression. And I remember I I called my pastor, and we went to lunch one day, and he was talking about it. And he said, well, you just need to pray that that God will speak to you. Let's pray together. And there in a a restaurant, we prayed together. And he said, you need to pray because maybe God's trying to get your attention with something. I thought, why would God allow me to go into depression? Why would God push me into depression? Well, it was because I was fighting against him in my life. God wasn't putting me into depression. I was getting depressed because I was fighting against him, and things weren't working out the way I thought they should. God was leading me in a path. God had been dealing with me about stepping out in evangelism. God had been dealing with me about leaving the job that I was in because it wasn't good for my family. It wasn't good for my life. But, Lord, I worked myself up. I got promotion. I'm here. I'm making good pay. Everything is great. It's wonderful. I need to stay here. And God's saying, no, no, that is not what you need in your life. That is not, yes, Lord, it's what I need in my life. No, it's not what you, you yeah. fighting against him. This is what I need in my life. Lord, no, it's not. Brother Jacob came and he preached that. That year at Truth Camp, every single message he preached was dealing with stepping out on the will of God. Every one of them. And I'm just like, okay, Lord. One night, he preached a message called Distress in the Nest. And it's a very memorial message for me because not only was I used as an illustration. Any of you that have been used as an illustration, I I saw the question mark the other night. Amen. (laughs) Any of you that have been using an illustration know it's it's pretty memorable with Brother Jacob. But he calls us up and he puts me and this other young man in a nest. And we're baby eagles. And he makes us. And he calls Brother Michael Tom up there to be the mama eagle. And he comes up and he's, he's displaying about... These eagles and how God, how, how God made them and, and, and what the mother does for the eagles. When these eagles are born, they make it very padded and comfortable and nice and everything is great. It's wonderful. But there comes a time in their life where when they're getting ready to fly, when they're getting ready to leave that nest, that mama eagle will come in and stir things up. And she'll move things around and she'll put twigs where it'll poke them. When they want to sit down and get comfortable to where they stand up and they get uncomfortable. Because eventually that eagle's going to have to step out of that nest and fly. And he began to talk about how God sometimes puts distress in our nest because he's getting ready to move us somewhere and all the time I was fighting with God I was wondering God why am I in this place God why am I dealing with this and God's saying I'm trying to get your attention brother Wade I'm trying to get your attention I'm ready to do something with your life but you've allowed this in your life you've put yourself in this position and I can't do what I want to do as long as you're there this morning God wants to do something with your life God wants to use you you are not just saved to sit on this church pew you are not saved just to attend this church and lift your hands in this building, but God has a plan for you to reach this community, to reach your family, to reach those that are lost in this world. But if we're not willing to allow Sheba to get out of the gates, we can never become what God wants us to. Sheba will destroy us. Sheba will be our ruin. But this morning, we've got to declare and we've got to say in our hearts, today, this Sunday morning, August the 6th, it's going to be him or it's going to be me. Which one of us is leaving here today? Which one of us is moving forward in this life? This morning, as they were singing, (coughs) if the musicians were prepared to come this morning, I told you I wouldn't keep you too long. As they were singing, I jotted this down. They proved that day. we We read in this account that as Joab was there and he spoke to this woman and he said, All I've come for is Sheba, that's all I want. Bring me Sheba and I'll leave. She said, we'll throw his head over the wall. We'll we'll get him to you. He will be no more. In that act, they proved that morning, Saul's lineage, all who claim him have no place here. David is our king. In that act, that is what they were saying. David is our king. We support David. We live for David this morning church when we, when we do that act this morning I, I don't know who here is facing uh, things I don't know who here has been battling with things uh, I don't know if you've allowed things in your life and maybe you've been going through the struggle like I went through wondering God how are you going to work in my life how are you going to bring me up or you desire to bring me up but if there are things in your life this morning uh, and God is wanting to get them out of your life so he can project you amen he can propel you into the ministry into the work that he desires uh, for you to do the act this morning of you coming and saying that thing is no longer in my life that thing is no longer here is you declaring that Jesus is the king of my life the devil has no authority in my life that thing has no power over my home has no power over my family no more Jesus is the king of my life but it's up to you it's up to you I'm not taking your testimony, but as we were talking this morning, Brother Corey, God been dealing with him. Has a great job, had a great job. God's blessed him, dealt with him. God's been, have you shared this testimony? Am I, maybe I should be quiet. I'm okay. Oops. <laughs> we talked a lot about it because he's in the same place I was. God's dealing with him. I want to do more for my church. I want to do more with my youth. I want to do more in this community. I want, you know, if God wants me to go and preach, if God wants me to do this, I want to be available to God. But I can't with that job. Great job. Loves the job. Good people there. Everything. God dealing with him. He came to me at truth camp said, I'm turning my two weeks notice when we get home. And by faith, I'm going to step out in my lawn business, my, my pesticides, all the things I'm working on. God's going, to, God's going to boost it up. He's going to do it. We're going to be all right. And I'm going to work for God. Greater than I ever have, because that's my desire. That's what he shared with me. I said, praise God. I don't know, but I'd be willing to bet that sometime between Friday morning and Monday morning, did you turn it in that Monday? A little bit later? Sometime in between there, there was somebody saying, don't do it. (laughs) Probably still saying it every once in a while. You still got time. (laughs) You still got time left. Don't do it. Don't leave that job. You'll never make it. You'll never be where God wants you to be. You'll you'll never do this. You'll never do that. But that act, what Brother Corey did when he walked into that office and laid that two weeks notice down and said, I've got to go because I'm going to work for God. He threw that head over the wall. This has to go so I can be what God wants me to be. Now, is that job sin? Absolutely not. It may not be this morning that it's sin in your life. But are there things in your life, in your home, in your place of work, that are keeping you from who God wants you to be, from where he wants you to be. We've got to be willing to say, Lord, you're the king of my life. If it needs to go, it needs to go. If it needs to leave, it needs to leave. This morning, we need to let wisdom arise up. We need to get our lives right with the Lord. We need to allow ourselves to become who God wants us to be because I want to tell you, God cannot bless you as long as Sheba dwells in your gates. God cannot let you be who he wants you to be. And he wants you to I tell our young people all the time. If you'll stand with me this morning. Real quick. For those of you that don't know me, just in case you ain't here tonight, cuz I share my testimony everywhere that I go. I should not be here this morning. I come from a broken home. I had everyone against me when I said I was called to preach. Your your parents were never married. Some in the church actually, even I won't say the name, but called me that name. What it is, you can never be a preacher because that's what you are, and it hurt. It hurt. The devil worked against my life time after time, bound by addictions, bound by sin, all in and out of church, in and out of things. I had a spirit of rebellion, amen. I said, don't believe everything Brother Jacob will tell you. I had a spirit of rebellion. I had anger. I had all these things, everything working against me in my life. This morning, I should not be here. Should not be preaching the gospel. Should not be working for the Lord today. But there was a day when I had to make up in my heart, sis, is that guy going to be the one to thrive? Or is this one? Am I going to be the man that God wants me to be? Am I going to be the one that God wants? I remember looking in my little girl's eyes. She's 13 years old today. We had her while we were attending this church. And I remember as Brother Robert Turnage dedicated her right up here. I remember looking in her eyes and saying, She's going to have a dad that lives for God. She's going to have a dad that preaches the gospel. I'm going to be the man that God wants me to be for my family. What about it, Dad? What about it, Mom? What about it, grandparents, brother, sister? What about it, church? Will you be what God wants you to be, or we're going to allow Sheba to dwell in our city gates? Hallelujah, Father! I thank you this morning. God, I felt your presence all the way from the beginning of this service, from the first song that was sung, God. Lord, you're here this morning. You want to work, you want to deal, God. Lord, I don't know who's here and what they face, what situations are in their life. I don't know what Sheba is dwelling in their homes or in their lives today, God, but you see today. God, you see what is being held back in their life. You see what is keeping them from what you desire this morning, Lord, and you desire to eradicate it from their life. You desire to remove every enemy, every battle, every situation, God. Everything that the devil has brought to destroy them. God, there's some here this morning that you've brought from a long way. You've delivered from things that the world never thought they could be let go of. But there's a devil that's waiting for them to just mess up one time. But God, this morning, I believe Victory Temple is saying, it's going to be me. I'm going to survive. Sheba's not dwelling in my home anymore. Sheba's not taking my church. Sheba's not taking my children. Sheba's not taking my life because I'm going to remove it from my life. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. If that's you here this morning, if you say, I want to be everything that God wants me to be. God, I want to be exactly who you want me to be. And you, you truthfully say that this morning. Can we come to these altars and ask the Lord, God, if there are things in my life that I need to remove. Reveal it to me. Show it to me so I can move it out. These altars are open this morning. If that's your desire today, God, make me who you want me to be. Hallelujah.